Hi, Nick here from Pods with Nick and James. Just a quick one before we get into this podcast. I want to say a massive thank you for the uh, support that we've received since starting these podcasts. We thoroughly enjoy it and we look forward to creating more. If you want to have your say on any topics that we've discussed or suggest future topics, then you can do so at www.reddit.com slash r slash Nick and James Pods. And if you want to support us, you can do so for uh, from as little as £1 a month. And you can do that at www.patreon.com slash pods with Nick and James. Anyway, back to the podcast. You're uh, you're listening to Pods with Nick and James, um, a conversation podcast uh, to do with various interesting topics. Uh, something that I've really enjoyed um, doing uh, this last couple of months is getting prepared for these podcasts and actually using my brain, learning about some new things, discussing them with a good friend of mine, and then you know. Learn it, learning something and respectfully disagreeing at times. It's all good. How are you doing today, Nick? I'm good, thank you very much, James. Um, looking forward to the topic today. Okay, so today's topic uh, is uh, like one which I've kind of avoided because of my own personal um, investment and views in it. Um, but I've tried to be even-handed, um, and I've definitely done my best to research the things that i've ignorant of only to learn that it's not a pothole of ignorance it's a massive chasm um so you start filling it in and you just realize oh no it's uh, it's far worse than i thought okay um so today's topic uh ladies and gentlemen if you want to uh switch off immediately after this i completely understand but we're going to be talking about the abrahamic faiths Okay, and uh, the reason why I've decided to focus on these is partly because I'm a born-again Christian, but also partly because these three faiths make up a majority of the religious practices on planet Earth. Um, And therefore, they've influenced history, they've influenced politics, they influence culture and many different things in today's society um they it, it's hard to um be at be in a western culture or be in uh, a culture in the new world or europe or um the middle east without there being some clear influence um of one of these three faiths on uh on either the words that you're using the expectations in society, or I, I'm I'm struggling to think of all the different ways, but they all I can say is trust me, they're there. Yeah, uh, it's so it's a core, were... isn't it? It's a exactly. it's a centre of our society, you know, or it ha- and it has been for thousands of years. Now, I will say that um, 
it's a topic that fascinates me, genuinely fascinates me. Um, I am, I'll probably go along the lines of saying agnostic, um, but that's a discussion for another day. Um, so I don't necessarily have a faith. Um, I'm not naive enough to think that the world, the universe can happen without some kind of divine intervention. But in my own defense, even Stephen Hawking said the same thing. So even the most um, scientific of minds eventually gets to the point where they go, uh, it's not actually just going to happen by itself. Um, so, based on that, it's always been something that's fascinated me, but I've always struggled to lock into a specific belief system. Um, but I have, hold a lot of respect for um, religions as a whole, because they um, give strength to millions if not billions of people around the world um, and although they don't necessarily work for me they do for them and that's valuable um, but it was something that I was very tentative coming into um, I chose every topic I could think of other than religion because I know that yeah. you're, you are religious and I know yeah, that I'm... my my beliefs can be quite strong at times and I didn't want to offend anyone but I think we're at a point now where we've had quite a few podcasts we understand each other quite well I don't think there's going to be any kind of offense um, oh, ab absolutely and like part of this podcast is about kind of um, disagreeing amenably which mm. is possible like um, although Oh, you know what? I was going to use a particular celebrity who's um, actually very good uh, at successfully disagreeing, but they're currently being disgraced. So, um, not Piers Morgan, that. no. No, 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 no. Not, <laughs> not Piers Morgan. Definitely not Piers Morgan. Um, but uh, yeah, you know what? If it turns out they were innocent, I will bring I will bring them up again. Um, because they've have had an influence on me, but uh, if it turns out they're guilty, I'm just going to need to scrub a large amount of stuff away. Right. Um, okay. So what I'm hoping to cover on this podcast is uh, a base, a basic description um, of who Abraham was. Uh, then the why the free faiths are called the free Abrahamic faiths, um, and then. A basic lowdown of some of them and then some of the major events and conflicts in between the three of them uh which unfortunately is just basic history i've learned um it's just a lot a lot of the major events have been influenced by these uh by these by these things um just for an out there although i will bring this up again weirdly enough the dark age in europe um was at the exact same time as the golden age of islam is that a, a coincidence i don't think it is i think it just shows that um influence resources growth and yeah as different societies and cultures and creeds are vying for power as one rises others go into decline I think um, it tells me that the Islamic faith monopolized the paper industry at the Middle Ages. Well, you know what they did? They did monopolize a lot of things and they did uh they actually did incredibly incredibly well. Um but we'll we'll get into that. Right. So, first off, I guess I'll start with um although 
what in your mind, Nick, is an Abrahamic faith? So I I do know this. This is mm. a faith which recognizes um, Abraham the prophet. Yeah, yeah. Like and so, although we've already mentioned the main three, um, did did you know that there's, there's loads? Four. Well, there's there's three core, three slash four, mm -hmm. but one's died out. Um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, there are there's there's Islam, um, Judaism, and Christianity. Yep. Am I, am I right? That's no, going you, by memory. Are, That's not well, okay. So those are the main three. Yeah. Um, yeah. Weirdly enough, though, any any religion or any um, okay. So I don't actually like the word cult because it just immediately seems to you think of somebody on the street handing out pamphlets. You think of... Yeah, it's got, got too many negative connotations. And I don't actually hate other people who believe different stuff to me. And if you get in my face about it, I will get defensive. But I don't disrespect you for wanting to share something with me. Um, I just want right, so to add, I was that... incorrect um, that the fourth one had died out. The fourth one actually was only... Um considered as a Abrahamic faith in the 19th century because it was a branch off of the Islamic faith and that's the Baha'i the Baha'i um, faith okay fantastic yeah all right weirdly enough that that is on there um, and yeah I would still consider that a I consider anything that branches out from any of those three faiths is an Abrahamic faith yeah um, yeah because I think there's so many different churches now isn't there christian churches they all have their own um, worship regime shall we say for lack mm. of a better term yeah um, and they all they all um, call themselves different things but essentially they all follow christianity um, absolutely well but like um arguably um so this is my own opinion here but uh definitely jehovah's witnesses or mormons um, could consider themselves Abrahamic faiths because they take the base of Christianity. Um, weirdly enough, uh, other than uh, Baha'is, which I, I'm not, uh, I wasn't aware of. I haven't done enough research into this, but also uh, a number of other faiths in the uh, that can be considered Abrahamic are Yazdi, Juris, uh, Samaritan, and Rust Rastafari or Rastafarianism um, are also uh, Abrahamic faiths. Um, I'll go into a little bit of the... I'll, yeah, I'll just start talking about um, who Abraham was. So Abraham, or Abram, as he was originally known, was a bloke who lived about uh, 1800 uh, BC. Um, which it, it also really surprises me just how quickly records disappear. It really shouldn't because paper only lives so long. But but considering how possibly old you the earth is, you say that. But the Dead Sea Scrolls lasted in a cave for two thousand years. Yeah, but this is my thing: the fact that we we have so little that goes beyond like several hundred years bc 
and yeah, I don't think that's um, necessarily lack of records or lack of record. I think that is the amnesia of humanity at the same time as monopoly and domination. Oh. Because you think the great library of Alexandria in um, Egypt was oh, yeah. burnt yeah, to the ground. How much knowledge was in that library, which then was lost forever because it was destroyed? And there's yeah, numerous I, times where things like that have happened. Like uh, the Great Library in Babylon. And Babylon yeah. itself is a mm -hmm. bunch of stones in Iraq. Yeah. And nowadays it's not... Yeah, it's, it's actually a real shame. What, but anyway. Um, okay, so Abraham uh, was a man who lived um, that long ago. Uh, at, at that point in time, um, any anybody who seemed to have a number of tribes under their command um or had a city under under their command called themselves a king um countries as a whole don't seem don't seem to really exist at this point um it mostly seems to be city states in the surrounding areas or um people who uh, uh nomads and sojourners uh he was uh, he came from a polytheistic culture. Um, weirdly enough, uh, he grew up. In, uh, he lived in uh, Mesopotamia, um, and seems his journey seems to mostly be southward um, through the Middle East and into Egypt. Um, he. Uh, I don't. I wasn't able to find much uh, historic sources. What I find interesting about Abraham is, although he is the link of uh, all three of these faves, they all interact with him slightly differently. Um, yeah. So, the the Jewish uh, faith, although calls itself an Abrahamic faith, um, when looking through historic records and stuff, they don't. It seems to be that the main patriarch in the Jewish faith is King David, um, despite there being several uh, other patriarchs before him. Um, Hence the with... Star of David being the symbol of the Jews. Yes, exactly, exactly. Now, King David um, lived about 800 years after Abraham. Mm. Um, so you had, uh, you, you had Abraham... Um, about a couple of hundred years, maybe about three hundred years, I think. I'm just these are ballpark figures. You then yeah. had uh, Moses, and then after uh, after Moses, you had the time of of uh, the judges in Israel, um, which then led to uh, the eventual establishment of a monarchy, um, despite what it says in the Bible about God. Not really wanting that, but the people really wanted it, so he gave it to them. Um, Abraham, okay, so Abraham uh, lived that long. He had, he was an incredibly, uh, he took a great risk in that he had a settlement and had great possessions already, yet in a dream he was told by God to get up and move to the land I will show you, and he actually did it. Now, now, the weird thing is Abraham's dad um, had 
argue, some people argue had already been given the call himself, but chose not to go and just made a massive uh, temple to God. Um, I think it's called the Ziggurat of Urs or something. It's in... Yeah, I've heard um, the it's... name vaguely. Yeah, so that that was... I, th I think that was, Abra that was Abraham's dad um, who got the call, decided somewhat to believe in God, but at the same time wasn't going to up on end his whole family and life and leave. So instead he built a, a massive uh, pyramid instead. Um, so Abraham left, uh, took a great risk, and throughout the course of his life um, had a, no a large number of uh, interactions with God, according to the Bible, and a large number of interactions on his journey. To say that it was smooth sailing for him would be an absolute lie. Um, he made a huge number of mistakes, which, in my mind, the more I read about it, the more actually kind of made me relate to him a lot more. Uh, there are times when he, he even, like, does what I do in life. I can't say for yourself, but sadly, I quite often make the same mistake multiple times. I do my best to learn from him, but it doesn't always work out that way. Uh, Abraham definitely made the same mistake several times, um, but he kept on going, he kept on trying, he did his best to uh, trust in God, and for the most part, it worked out for him in the end. Um, Abraham had two... Uh, although he had a, num a huge number of children in his old age, his two main sons... Um, are the ones which have had the largest influence on the Abrahamic faiths. So one of Abraham's... So Abraham's eldest uh, is uh, is a gentleman called Ishmael. Yeah. Um, and he's... After Ishmael... Um, he... Is, sorry, is he, the, is he the bloke that... Um, the character... Or like the main character of Moby Dick is talking about the first because the first line of Moby Dick is "Call me Ishmael," um, and okay. I've well, never read Ishmael... the book. I don't know whether or not it's him he's talking about. It could quite easily be because Ishmael was okay. So it, the story, the story of Abraham, I'll go a bit more into it. So he moves away with his family. He's told this, and he's also told that he's going to be the father of many nations. Um, however, he's already 75 years old when he upends his fat, when he upends everything he's got and moves off. Um, yeah. He, so it looks pretty flipping unlikely from the get go. And he then has to wait several more decades um, I'm not sure if everyone lived that longer or if it's just a thing that happened with with him or what's going on there, but there this are is theories. the story that he was already old. There are theories hmm? that say that um, the further back in history the, that you go, the longer people died, for, uh, the longer people live for. Now, it is a, a niche theory, but it, the, like if you look at the the king's list in Egypt... The like up until um, like 6000 BC, like there was a certain age to 
like the length of time that, that pharaohs would live for. Um, and they predominantly got longer, the further back in time you went. And then after that, it was the time that came before, I can't remember the actual name for it, um, the time that came before um, the Egyptian faith, the kings of the Egyptian, uh, the, or the, what pre preceded the Egyptians, they lived for thousands of years. So it's, I know it's hypothetical and it's literally just off of a wall in some pyramid somewhere, but um, I like to think there's a little bit of truth in a lot of things that is being lost and therefore open to interpretation. So it may well be that um, people did live a lot longer back then. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, the thing is, he he was already old and he, uh, I, I won't go into everything that happened with Abraham because that would be a thing in and of himself but basically he he goes to the Egyptians he gets his wife to pretend that he's uh, that she's his sister and then at another point he's go he goes to Syria and does the same thing again even though in both instances it it just goes badly like I'm talking plagues start happening in Egypt and plagues start happening in Syria both times that Abraham does this and yet is that because it's God still... told him to go somewhere else and not, not where he no, was No, it's because uh, it's because in both instances, because Abraham says that his wife's available, um, the king of that area tries to get it on with his wife. Damn, um, was his, was his and... wife that good looking? Even though he was seventy-five, was he a bit of a was he a bit of a Hugh Hefner? Well, uh, well, okay. Apparently, she was sixty-five. So again, I'm really not sure what to what to make of this. But um, apparently, she was absolutely stunning, and these kings would often fall have head over heels for her. She was an elf. Um, which possibly, possibly, like it's it's just it's a bit it, it's weird. I find it weird that that happens twice. Um, at one point. Uh, Abraham had uh, a large caravan, which he, and again, I'm not, ta I'm talking the traditional caravan. Yep, yep, like yep. Uh, my brain did immediately go things. to like the, uh, the, the, on the back of your car kind of like thing. Yeah. But no, no, no. I knew what yeah. you meant. <laughs> well, he, 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 he was a, a sojourner and weirdly enough, the Ishmaelites also became sojourners and, um, we'll go into Arabic culture in a little bit. Um, Abraham, though, uh, Abraham travelled a lot and had a number of experiences with God um, and kind of like a deepening of that relationship. Uh, one of the... He failed twice when he gets Sarah to pretend that she's not his wife. Another time that he... Now, this is the weird thing, because in the Bible, it's down as a mistake. I doubt it's down as a mistake in the Quran. I will be, I've downloaded an audio version of the Quran. I'm going to be listening to that a bit more as I've been done several hours of research into the history of Islam. And it, it, it's, it's fascinating and it's actually, yeah, just so much stuff about it is surprising. Um, so, right, so something that used to happen in cultures is if a woman couldn't conceive, he could... Uh, Abraham also did have slaves. Um, at this time, it was a nor It was fairly uh, normal. I'm not going to try and justify it, 
it was just a normal thing in that society in that families would or richer families would have would have slaves um it wasn't the same as the triangular or european slave trade but it still you know wasn't great these people were in that household and not free to leave and would not receive a wage for the work they did uh for the family um sarah uh abraham's wife gives uh hagar um her slave to abram to conceive children for him and hagar gives birth to uh ishmael who um who is because god had said you and sarah are going to have kids it was kind of like a it was a way of trying to make it work but not making it work in the right way yeah. so um god says that he will bless ishmael and make ishmael into a nation which ishmael as it turns out is the father of the 12 um arabic princes who then go on to become 12 arabic tribes uh in modern day saudi arabia uh, okay. uh, it's interesting that islam is seen as the arabic uh the islamic nation is tied to the arabic nation despite the prophet muhammad's um attempts to separate the two which we'll get into in a minute but um yeah so he abraham first has ishmael uh who is then sent away when sarah starts to get jealous of hagar and the thing that's a whole messed up story there like um there's a lot of drama um and then eventually so, so she gives her to her husband to birth children and then gets jealous that she's getting it on yeah, with her husband i really yeah I, re I get really i yeah and the way that um at one point hagar actually runs away um and runs away without any hope of surviving because sarah makes her life that difficult um i really struggle with sarah uh, as a biblical character um but it i don't know it's uh, unfortunate because a lot of sarahs i know obviously nowadays are quite quite nice people um yeah names do not control something but the biblical character of sarai uh was not great but then again a lot of people a lot of biblical people and a lot of historical people uh, when you look at their their words and their choices or at least the ones that are recorded and put forward to you aren't great i can't help um, but think that they weren't Ishmael that bad he... when you go back maybe just 30 40 50 years they wouldn't have been seen so barbaric yeah quite possibly and to be fair I mean, quite possibly the way that sarah behaved is quite similar to the way that some girls behave nowadays like you gave him up yeah like let him be if he's got with your, your ex best mate's best friend then just leave him alone yeah it's uh yeah you know what but i guess <laughs> the the very nature of people doesn't change is no. what this kind of quite clearly shows um no. And, so, and, so and blokes it, just keep it in your trousers. Well, generally, yeah. 
yeah, like, yeah, you know what? I won't even go into <laughs> biblical stories, which kind of just support that view generally. Um, all right, so Ishmael, um, at this point in the in the Jewish in the Jewish Torah and in, or oh, sorry, the Tarak, um, sorry, the Tanakh, uh, the Torah, the or the Pentateuch, the first five books, Ishmael isn't really mentioned. It's mentioned that he goes off, and when Jacob is sold into slavery, I'll mention who Jacob is in a minute. When Jacob is sold into slavery, he's sold to Ishmaelites, so the descendants of Ishmael, but he's okay. very much not mentioned. The weird thing is, so this is where the, the separation happens. The Quran... Yep. Um, Which, for those Quran, that don't know, is the Islamic holy book. Yep. Yeah, absolutely right. And I'm oh, I'm sorry that I'm so, so tired. You know what? We need to do these things earlier. But well, I this is my mistake not allowing enough time. The You're Quran um, traces traces back to Abraham through Ishmael, yeah, rather than through um, the Christian and Jewish, uh, yeah, Jewish teachings which go back to Abraham through Isaac. Now the weird thing, um, so I'll, I guess I'll, um, Islam is the the newest of the three major Abrahamic faiths. Uh, it was started by uh, the Prophet Muhammad. In can I just check the the you're talking about the Quran? Uh -huh. You do you actually mean the Noble Quran? I do. It, is it the Noble or is it the Holy Quran? Um, the Noble I, Quran is the one that the three religions are derived from. The Quran is the Islamic holy, holy book. Okay, so I'm referring to specifically uh, the Islamic holy book. Okay. Um, which is separate from uh, the Torah and and the New Testament. Yeah. Um, so the the quran we'll, we'll come back to uh islam in just a moment but that's where it's linked to abraham is okay the other the others link to abraham through his son isaac who as most people will know is the one that uh is promised by god then uh god looks like he's gonna ask Ab uh, abraham to sacrifice him and then last minute says, "Yeah, psych. I was just testing your faith." Don't, yeah, psych, don't do it. Which is, <laughs> I, I don't know. A lot of a lot of people are able to take um, a lot from that story. I've always really struggled with it. I get the sense that a lot of other people really struggle with it. Like, uh, generally speaking, I think like, it was you know, a typo. I think it was a typo. I think, I think it was um, like God said to him to sacrifice his song. And the message didn't come out properly, and then he's at the top uh, of the mountain, just about to chop his head off, and he's like, "Oh, whoa, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? No, no, no! Yeah. I appreciate what you're trying to do for me, and I, I, I admire the love that you're showing me, but let's not do this." Absolutely, like I'm the, the, gonna annoy so many people with no, that well, analogy. But, but, I, but this is the thing: like, I think everybody is worried about annoying the other people. It will always be the extremes of people that come to you and tell you that they're annoyed. I think what uh, what we all need to do is just learn to be able to be able to talk like and dis discuss these things. Like Abraham is a historic figure, 
um yeah. like that you know well, um... the thing that i like to do as well is that like i i don't understand it i don't understand that part of the the scriptures um mm. but i also know there's no way for me to really know what happened which means it's completely open to interpretation which means it's completely <laughs> open to a hypothesis ah, right yeah? so because it's set and hand knowledge yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay so right. i can yeah. play with it whatever way i want and i'm not actually doing anything wrong no no to a point to a point like um yeah uh, well, okay right I'll, I'll go back to right i'll go back to abraham so abraham and hagar and hagar have ishmael ishmael um is who the quran links uh the teachings of Muhammad back to Abraham, although weirdly enough, um, the birthplace of um, Islam in Mecca and then later in Medea uh, is was polytheistic and neither Christian nor Jewish when it came about. So yeah. although Christianity is a branch off of Judaism, Islam, despite being an Abrahamic faith and relying on monotheism being what they call Jehovah and Yahweh um, in the Arabic language, it's it's it, yeah. So it is, but it's not a it's not a further branch off. It's not like um, Mormonism, which is a so Mormonism would be a branch off of Christianity, which in turn was a branch off of um judaism so right um okay so isaac uh yeah you've got sorry you've got abraham you've got isaac uh isaac then has jacob uh and then jacob 12 sons create the 12 they're very fond of their 12s in ancient uh mythology and in the bible generally uh has 12 sons and those form the 12 tribes of uh israel Hold on, so you've got... hold on. Is that the twelve? Is that the Jehovah's Witness twelve di twelve tribes of twelve thousand that will ascend to the heavens after Judgment Day? Uh, is yes. that the tw they're the twelve tri tribes? Yeah. Although if you speak, um, I've spoken a lot with uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, and although like there's limited in their theology, there's limited space in heaven. You don't necessarily need to get holy to the point of that point in order you... to have everlasting life like their idea is is that the world is going to be made new which the waiting appears... room is quite large and although you might not actually make it into the party you can stand in the waiting room until the space becomes available well no it's more it's more like the heavens the heavens aren't going to be a special thing but like the, the world's going to be made into a new paradise like even if you don't get it oh, i don't know i'm trying to think of it it's like the premium seats in a cinema yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm probably going to get chucked out of stuff now. <laughs> right. Um, you just referred to heaven as the premium seats in a cinema. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then, and then, he and then Earth. Like the ones that we're like, it's like the regular seats. seats. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, it might not be quite as fancy, but you're still getting to watch the film. Um, yeah. Anyway, right. Oh God, forgive us all. Right. Okay. Um, so like that so you've got the you've got the free you've got the 
uh, Judaism was then started by or or Judaism or because you have Israel and Judah are two separate kingdoms, but they were made up of the same people groups and they were united um, by King David, who was followed by King Solomon and King yeah. Solomon built the first Jewish temple. So at the time of, so you had the Ark of the Covenant from the time of Moses. Um, you then had uh, the tabernacle at the time of David. The, uh, the tabernacle, weird word I know, um, is the is the name of the holy place within the tent of meeting. So you then had the tent of meeting where the priest would go in in order to talk with God. Um, I realise that he has just gone into a space with a load of sheets in order to speak with a deity but it's just the way that it's done and I can understand separation and wanting a bit of peace and quiet when you want to uh, when you want to pray I get that um, you've then got the, the first temple which was uh, destroyed by the Babylonians in about 600 BC uh, which was then uh, re so, sorry 1000 BC is King David a little bit after that is his son King Solomon. King Solomon builds the temple. It lasts for about 400 years. In 600 BC, the first temple is destroyed, um, and the people of a lot of people uh, in Israel are sent off to um, to Babylon. Uh, this is when the prophet Dan, who, although despite being high and mighty in Babylon, uh, stuck very much to his Jewish roots, so is celebrated in the Bible sticking to his jewish roots and being incredibly faithful even when put under threat of pain of death like he just literally said yeah no i i am what i am. i know what i know to be true i was gonna say i am what you i am as descartes it wasn't it wasn't daniel you're right you're right but um it it the the essence of what he did in <laughs> in the face of persecution and threats was very much in the in line with Descartes of just mm. literally I'm not gonna change, I'm not gonna whimper, I'm not gonna falter. Which is I can easy be to nothing more do, or less than it, what I am, yeah. Exactly. Um or just like God's right, you're not on this, I don't necessarily need to defend myself. No offense. Yeah. Um, mostly people did take offense to it anyway uh, so you had Solomon you had Solomon um, the the original temple that was destroyed uh, the Babylonians um, took off a load of um, all the best people uh, within Israel to Babylon weirdly enough uh, when Babylon fell which is what I'm wondering if if Cyrus uh, Cyrus of Persia uh, defeated Babylon and then sent all of the Jews back to Jerusalem and then additionally sent a load of workers so that they could rebuild their temple. Uh, and that was the second temple. This second temple lasted from about... It was about... It was mid-500 uh, BC to um, about 70 AD is when the Romans then decided to destroy the second temple and rename uh, Judea Palestine. Uh, which, yeah, it's just 
literally what it what it's called uh today other than we yeah the modern day thing of israel and palestine uh comes is was partly started by the romans trying to rename an entire area their own name for it so that it lost its cultural identity and power um so judea uh, weirdly enough it's the the ruins of the second temple that was destroyed at that time which is the one like partial wall that's remaining is the weeping wall in jerusalem where a number of uh jewish people go to uh go to make pilgrimage there all right so that's a quick that's a brief history of some of the stuff that has happened in judaism um at the time of uh, the destruction of the second temple uh, the Jewish people are then dispersed throughout all of the Middle East and eventually all through Europe. Um, now, it's which... important to point out to the listeners that this mm -hmm. is historically accurate as well. Like, it's not just a matter of faith and and what's written in the in the great book. There is scientific evidence that states that most of the proceedings of like human. Um, distribution shall we say or or migration across the planet was roughly as accounted in in the great books well that's absolutely that's absolutely true although to be fair at this point at 70 ad um a lot of the to the bible had already been written and it's not scriptural that the the jews are spread out throughout the whole of europe it's just kind of recorded history but this is the thing that um ah you know what I'll, I'll keep going with just the basic history of where the abrahamic faith so the Jew, the jewish people were then spread out throughout the whole of um well the whole of europe uh north africa and uh the middle east uh their religion had already been codified um by uh, by Solomon, um, a number of things have been written down. They already had, you know, their scrolls and stuff, and it was all kind of official at that point. Um, it wasn't until uh, about, although the the original books of the the Bible were written in about seventy A.D. Um, that didn't become like a a a, a full on codified book. Um, when I say codified, I'm not even sure it's the right word here, but I just mean put together, made official, everyone agreed, or everyone of import or who, who, or who was given say over it agreed that this is the stuff that's holy, these other letters we're leaving out. Um, oh, I'm, not, I'm not even going to touch a book, which is a, a different copy of the Bible where other books have been included. Um the codification of the Bible happened at the Council of, I think it's the Council of Nicene, um, sometime in the 300s. Weirdly enough, although Constantine legalized um, Christianity, I learned the other day that he didn't in fact make it the state religion. Despite moving the entire capital of his empire to a... Uh, yeah, to a... A small town called Byzantium 
he it was actually uh, a couple of generations after Constantine uh, when the I think it was the Emperor Theodore um, made Christianity the official state religion. Constantine just made it a recognized and legal religion. Um, up until that point, it had been illegal. Um, so that's where the beginnings of uh, Judaism and Christianity uh, came into play. And you know what? I've missed so stuff here, and I apologize to our listeners. I'm, you know what? I'm going to write a script next time, and I'll just try and follow that. Um, just to be clear, it was uh, Jesus who, or it was... Uh, just as Abraham, uh, oh, oh, here we go. Abraham gave birth to Isaac and Ishmael, or Ishmael and Isaac. Um, Isaac, uh, through heraldry, uh, or Isaac gave birth to uh, the Jewish nation as a whole through Jacob and then Jacob's 12, 12 sons. So, Jewish. Uh, was part uh, was both a religion with an allegorical book of the Torah, um, but it was also a racial identity, uh, just as the twelve uh, Arabic princes was also a racial identity. Uh, Christianity was n Christianity isn't a racial identity at all, and that's one of the things that I find interesting about the three is that. Uh, the other two can be seen as both uh, a religion and a racial or heraldic identity, whereas Christianity just isn't. It's literally just about belief. Um, I'm not sure if that actually makes it better or worse, because it makes it harder to pin down, as it's about the ongoings in an individual's heart. All right. Um, okay, so... Uh, I just can I just add a point? Starts, oh. I just want to add a point yeah. about um, Jewish people. So uh, just just as a mass massively commonly uh, misconceived idea, Jewish people didn't build the pyramids. Um, they were not enslaved by the Egyptian Egyptian people and then forced to build the pyramids. For a start, the Great Pyramid of Giza was built um, what eight thousand years ago, six thousand BC, four thousand BC, something like that. So way before the Jewish people mm -hmm. even existed. So it couldn't have happened. So take that, first grade teacher. Um, also, um, I don't know if it's the same with uh, Islam, but um, the Jewish belief and the Christian belief can both be attributed to ages of the Zodiac. So, um, the age of Taurus ended in about 2100 BC, and um, that entered into the age of Aries. Now, I don't know if you remember this part from the Bible, but when uh, Moses, was it Moses that climbed Mount Sinai? And um, yeah. when he came down, he killed all his people because they were worshipping a golden calf. The calf being, of course, I mean, I, I mean, of... he was he was re he was really pissed off with them, and I imagine he probably did. Wow. You know, in the I don't in know the non-PC, he, defi he definitely broke down the. He in the non-PC version the of the Bible, I read that <laughs> in the non-politically correct, or not rather, in the non um, in the non-nursery version of the Bible, I read that um, 
he came down and killed all these people because they were worshipping a false prophet in the form of the golden calf. Now the calf was of course the symbol that they used to worship, the, the symbol of Taurus. Um, and what is the common um, symbol of the Jewish faith? What do they, what do they blow in the morning on the Sabbath day? They blow oh, the ram's horn. Is it, is it a ram's horn? Yeah. Interesting. Aries, of course, is the ram. Now, um, at the um, um, one, the year one, um, not BCE. I, I don't know. Um, CE, I suppose. Um, not be before, but obviously CE. Um, the year one is when the age of Pisces begins. Now, what's the symbol of the of Christianity? Well, there's been a number of them, but I think I know where you're going with this. One of them is the fish. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, um, Christianity is as the symbol of the fish. Also, um, Jesus fed. Um, 40,000 with a couple of loaves and a few fish. His people were fishermen predominantly. There's a, there's a massive theme throughout Christianity where where, um, where Pisces comes into it quite heavily. Um, I don't know if it's the oh. same with Islam, whether there's a, uh, a an age of the Zodiac faith that would um, link in not necessarily. Not, I'm not saying they they go hand in hand, but I think it's I think it's I think it's good to see where different. It's good to see the it's good to see the patterns here. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Like I will um I will admit just because this is actually something I know because everyone may tell may be able to tell that I'm not as knowledgeable with Jewish or Islamic history as I should be, which is why I've been trying to bone up on it. But it comes it it comes down to confidence as well when you've just learned something. Sometimes you're not certain about it. One thing I do know is that Jesus uh, fed. There were two separate occasions where fish were. No, actually, you know. Oh my God, there's loads more. Okay, that yeah, actually, all right. Okay, so Jesus uh, fed five thousand um, with a certain number of fish and then a certain few bits of bread, and it was shared out. And then there was a, a few. About a year after that, he fed 4,000, did the same thing again, but it was a, there was actually slightly more fish and slightly more bread. Um, so, like, the second miracle isn't remembered nearly as much uh, because just generally it was... It was a bigger slightly, fish. It was slightly less. Like, it, it was, was, you know, the, 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 the miracle there... Uh, same there size fish, less people. Food. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Let's exactly. You know, it's unfortunate. Uh, and some people um, like say that. Ah, oh, well, the, some people believe that Jesus had a certain number of miracles that he could perform, and he was slowly but surely working through that. And some people saying, "Ah, oh, well, maybe he was running out of power." But that's another thing for another time. Um, yeah, again, to be fair, the, the fish. Yeah, the fish there. does come up in yeah. it as well. Yeah, There's now interestingly the um, point where go on. Oh, okay. Okay. Um Saint Peter, the uh the leader of the church after uh mm -hmm. Jesus' death and the, his the place which the Basilica de San Pietro is named after in Rome. The Church mm. of Saint Peter. Um apparently he's buried underneath Absolutely. it, isn't he? 
I don't know enough about the yeah, about the Vatican and about and about the buried the underneath the uh, Church of St Peter or the Basilica de San Pietro in Rome in Vatican. Well, that okay, that's amazing. I want that to. I believe that sounds accurate, and I want that to be true. Whether he's actually under there or not is is another thing. But um, Peter at one point has to get the temple tax he he's told to get the coins out of the mouth of a fish i will admit i don't like the idea of like pisces being the sign of pisces being there but there is there are uh i will freely admit there are are parallels there um from well, what I, said. there's a reason for that and i'll come to it in a second but also um there's a third link which comes into the age of Aquarius which believe it or not is the age that we're in now we're just coming into it now it starts around about um, now maybe leading into the next 50 years or so it's when the start of the age of Aquarius starts now do you remember the discussion that Jesus has with his disciples when they ask him how long are they how long is he going to be with them for um now in until the bible the end of the age until the end of the age and how they say how will we how will we know um how will we know when the end of the age is? And he said, look it to, not... look to, um, look to a man. You will see a man carrying a pitcher of water. He will go into a house, follow him into that house. Um, and you know what the symbol of Aquarius is, don't you? It's the man with the pitcher of water. Okay. That's interesting. I, I'm thinking of a different quote. I think like, how are we to know, um, when these things will happen uh, in the end of the Gospels, uh, Jesus says to his disciples, it is not for you to know the times and dates that the Father has set by his own authority. Um, yeah. But that's that's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's okay. important to remember, though, that um, the Romans, I think it was, when they adopted Christianity and pushed rather heavily Christianity across the Western world, um, they had a, an amazing way of adopting um, people into their faith. And one of the things that they did was they um, adopted quite a lot of pagans into their faith by adopting some paganistic holidays into the faith. So oh, abs Absolutely. Yeah, the spring equinox obviously is now Easter, um, the winter equinox is now Christmas. However, they're tales that existed within the faith before, but they've adapted the times that they happened in order to fit in with paganistic beliefs to give them the time that they still needed to celebrate. Um, they were like, yeah, it's fine, you can celebrate it. It's just, it's just a Christian holiday. You can have it with us now, you know, like come over to Christianity, basically, is what they were doing. Um, that's why when people like the, the massive question that I always hear when it comes to stuff like Christianity and 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 like Christmas and and Easter um, is the stories that the Christian stories that go along with that that festival um, and how they don't seem to to marry up on a time scale um, and it is because it is because the they the, the times for those festivals were actually changed to suit. Mm. Um, and to fit in with other religions, and in this case, obviously, the pagan belief, um, quite heavily. That was, uh, yeah, that was unfortunately an official, uh, yeah, church and Catholic policy. Um, yeah, like, unfortunately, that is 
uh, entirely right. And weirdly enough, that's actually one of the things that I respect about Jehovah's Witnesses is that they don't celebrate Christmas. They don't celebrate um, like birthdays simply for that reason, because it's it's not part of um, what they believe is in the Bible. Um, so therefore, it's just and like they're right because the pagans weren't. The pagans weren't from the book of the Quran or the noble mm. Quran. Um, the pagans were um, Scandinavian, I believe they started. I think well, some of the, some Norse of them Scandinavian, kind of. But like the, I know the that we... the Brigids, the original Britons, um, or the Blue Men, were paganistic. Yeah. Um, it's it's difficult to know, like when it comes to the current bloodline. Ah, uh, you know what? That's a whole other topic. Yeah, we're for, opening a whole can of worms here. <laughs> um, okay, so right, all right, back to, all right, back to um, basic, uh, basic history. All right, so I've covered, um, although not well, and I'm really sorry, listeners. Uh, basic Judaism uh, started with Abraham and his journey of faith, and then followed on his sons. And then the 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 Old Testament uh, picks up on different generations uh, of that family, or later on, just people who uh, heard from God and were assigned. Um, Christianity kicks in uh, at the time of the Second Temple, very close to its destruction, um, and. Uh, is this, te is this Temple Mound in, in Israel? Um, yes, Temple Mound and the Wailing and the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah, that's the remains of the Second Temple. Um, so, yep, you've you've got that. Christianity starts as a as a Jewish movement, um, but in uh, Acts chapter ten, uh, Paul. Oh no! Sorry, uh, Peter has a uh, has a vision where he's uh, where he's basically told that it's time to start preaching this to non-Jewish people, and it became then a movement across across culture. It was then adopted by the Romans, who then, uh, um, yeah, within uh, the Byzantine Empire, uh, as it turns out. The Byzantine Empire was um, actually very, yeah, they were. It was not religiously tolerant um, to the point where there were several sects of Christianity that just weren't recognised and, but uh, and were treated better under Muslim rule during the Muslim conquest. So this is where I'm going to pick things up. We're now in about 650 AD. Um, the Prophet Muhammad uh, is born into a well-respected uh, clan, but his mother and father die early on, and he's uh, adopted by his uncle, who, although is head of the clan as an orphan, Muhammad's rights are not negligible, but he's definitely not part of the ruling class. He is not set to inherit a huge amount or to, to rule. Um... Muhammad's early life were that he was with enough from what I've read uh, Muhammad didn't um, 
although he had visions i will need to read the quran more but from the history of islam it doesn't talk about uh, miracles or anything it's just he had a vision and he uh was born in uh, he grew up in the city of mecca at the time uh mecca was the center of the the arabic nation uh, the arabic nation was actually really similar uh, to the jewish nations or to at the times when jews have sojourned and moved around the places that's what the the arabs did um was that they were mostly a um i'm sorry i'm losing my words here nomadic. they were a nomadic nomadic set of people who moved around um tribal uh and in clan, in clan fighting was commonplace uh there was a strict system of justice of tick for tack you kill me i'll kill you if you kill a member of my family i'll kill a member of your family and because of the lack of resources that sort of fighting and that sort of difficulty was was commonplace uh there was over uh, 300 gods in mecca in the in the temple there were three 300 different um idols uh which people would go to a particular building in mecca which i now can't remember and me uh that people would go worship uh muhammad um had a vision and he was for at, for, at one point um yeah so from that point on he was monotheistic which it means believes in one god uh, which was not the same as the rest of his clan or the rest of his people um and and additionally he believed a number of things which were against uh the culture or were different from the way arabic culture was back then he starts slowly telling people covertly um and gets a bit of a following going uh to begin with as the following grows uh, more notice is taken of them um and after a while despite having despite having once had a good name in the city as an honest trader um he is then outcast uh he takes his followers to uh, medina where they slowly but surely grow into even more of a movement um and even more uh, i'm also i'm i apologize to anyone who's uh, muslim and listening to this i've i've memorized some of this i haven't memorized all of it and i am going to get things wrong i apologize he then uh kept on growing kept on changing kept on spreading the faith all over the place and he then um, goes back to Mecca in order to complete a uh, pilgrimage, and he's able to, at this point, uh, gain access to uh, gain access to Mecca and overtake the city um, in a bloodless siege, which is I don't know is is pretty flipping impressive. Like in most wars um when a city 
is broken open or uh, or when the army is let in, things don't normally go well uh, for the for the city that let people in. Uh, he, yeah, Mohammed did that, and that's why uh, the city of Mecca is the is the prophet's birthplace, but it is was also the cultural hub for uh, the Arabic or for Arabia or for the Arabic nation as a whole. Um, later on, Muhammad destroys all of the idols in the temple and creates uh, the Islamic nation from a beginning there. Uh, it then spreads more and more, and um, I've gotten to the point in their history where the caliphs, uh, which are, which were the elected officials. Um, what I find interesting about Muhammad, from what little I've learned of him, is where Abraham, King David, um, Moses, and a number of the other uh, prophets were also statesmen. Uh, like they led, uh, they led civilization, or they led the people under them, which is what Muhammad did incredibly well. What I find interesting is that Jesus seems to have gone out of his way to not do that. Like, he he led people through parables, through teachings, but there wasn't a... It doesn't necessarily seem to have the same organ, organize, uh, organization. Well, no, I don't think he saw himself as, like, in the same light, did he? I think him being... Um like foreseen as the son of god i think he if you think about yourself as the son of um the say the ceo of a company you know you may well know probably more intimately than most of the other people under that like umbrella of that organization what the vision of your father is but you're not going to lead with the iron fist in the same way that your father would because that's his job yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's it. No, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Okay. Um, you know what? I've got right. So that's. So um, uh, you know what? I'll just do the historical stuff. And we'll, we'll leave. I'll leave all of the other research stuff to discuss another time under another topic. Um. All right. So uh, upon Muhammad's death, he elected an official. Uh, there seems to have been. Uh, four really, really good caliphs who either knew Muhammad or at least had met him and said shared in some of his trials. Um, each of them, uh, each of them, didn't sit on a throne. Um, often wore the same sort of clothes as everyone else, and although they ruled at this point a a a budding empire uh they prayed in the mosque with everyone else um it seems uh, it it seems to be that it was was either the fourth or fifth caliph who then started passing out all of the positions of power to his own family where things started to go a little bit uh, uh all right i'm trying to think of the right word 
yeah, things started to go a little bit awry as this is the opposite of what uh, Mohammed had said. What I, I what I have learned about um, Islam is that it is incredibly interesting just what we're told through the media, also how it is in certain places at the moment compared to what it was originally. Um, so originally, Mohammed um, set down that uh, every no Arab is better than a non-Arab and no non-Arab is better than an Arab. Intrinsically, it's entirely down to the individual's devotion to God. Um, Islam and uh, Muslim um, actually meet, uh, shares the root word which simply means to submit, which unfortunately then paints the whole negative thing of like religion as a system of control, but we'll cover that and another point. Um, it's just, it's really weird that um, Mohammed seemed to set down this really uh, egalitarian way or, uh, without hierarchy. And then what, I've, what I'm seeing through Muslim history is that slowly but surely the, the structures that you see in all societies with rich at the top, poor at the bottom, slowly start to work their way in. Um, and it actually seems to be out of a practical sense to begin with. So to begin with, the Caliph would pray in the mosque with people. Then one of the Caliphs gets murdered by a slave whilst praying in the mosque, surrounded by the people with no bodyguards. Mm. Um, so they then separate that and give him his own give him his own space. Um, for a while, the caliph is chosen by the last one um, until there starts to be a whole load of infight. Not a whole load, but you know, war starts to almost break out over succession and over who gets to choose the next caliph and stuff. So then it's made hereditary. then uh things like thrones uh you know the caliph the first four caliphs didn't sit on a throne and then the one some of the ones after that started to uh the caliph used to uh pray in the mosque with the people then and this thing which was simply a spiritual but governance position quite quickly became what looked like uh, a kingship yeah well i say quite quickly over several generations became a kingship um yeah. and then what surprised me even more is that some of the the family which had then made decided to make the caliph hereditary at one point there's then nearly a uh, a rebel uprising from one of the actual descendants of uh mohammed like literally his grandson mm. And yet, um, the current ruler literally kills Mohammed's grandson 
um, in order to contain their own power. Now, what was it we said in in money and government and every other podcast we've done? Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely, isn't it? Something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, no, and I'm pretty sure that's a that's a fake. Well, I'm absolutely certain that's a famous quote, although I can't remember who said it. Um, but it's it's just kind of interesting that you you then have that um, the Muslim conquests. Um, from it's it's interesting I'm, I'm this book is clearly uh written by some somebody who is muslim themselves and is trying to share their culture from the muslim side of it the muslim conquest positive thing uh from the other westerners they're a negative thing uh islam islam the the state of islam did spread throughout the whole of europe um and during this time, uh, Christianity fell into a dark age. Um, Christianity, uh, or the viewpoint from that has been put forward uh, by that, is that it went into a dark age because of the raidings both of the Vikings in the north and then of the Islamic pirates in the south. Um what we're taught in school or generally i don't know i was taught this in school just generally is that uh people kept uh by becoming too religious then knowledge stopped being a thing and just people stopped following the sciences or following sense whereas i kind of can actually buy more into the idea of commerce if commerce slows down to a certain point and you don't have anything any more than you're just working hand to mouth if you're working hand to mouth you don't tend to have a lot of stuff like science art culture but i don't know if that's necessarily down to the way that things are it's just i've had different through my researches had different narratives put forward by different uh states and different backgrounds um once after the islamic conquest and the islamic golden age has spread throughout all of Northern Africa, the Middle East, and several parts of Europe, uh, Spain being the most notable one. Um, you then have uh, the Reconquista uh, happened in Spain. Uh, but uh, just as a quick shout out, the Islamic ruling of Spain from several different records from several different sides seems to mostly be positive at this time um which was uh, i can't remember the exact dates and i'm really sorry to it can't um, have been like that long because i think the spanish inquisition came in in um the early 19th century or ended in the early 19th century and that was led by catholic kings in Spain, it, so. yeah, it it wasn't a huge amount. It wasn't a huge amount, but there was a couple of hundred years where um, Spain was ruled by the Islamic State, but the Islamic State had rules of religious tolerance, which separated it from both the the popal. Uh, 
of a Christendom states ruled by the Pope and by the Eastern Orthodox Byzantine Empire. Um, there were genuine rules of um, religious tolerance. However, um, it, uh, it, it, although there was tolerance, you were taxed more if you didn't follow is islam and this is and additionally one of the uh caliphs and i can't remember which one made the unwise decision of okay well we need to keep our tax revenues working um at the moment it is if you if you pay zarat it's a lot less Oh, sorry. Which is the Islamic? As Zarat is the is is one of the five pillars of Islam. Oh my God! I can't believe how much I've not covered here. All right, I'm really sorry, guys. Judaism has the Ten Commandments. Uh, Christianity has fruits of the spirit and um, also follows the Ten Commandments, but believes that you do them from just your heart rather than as a rule. Um, Islam, although has a number of uh, has a number of rules, has the five pillars, one of them being Zarat, which is like the mandatory tax of giving to the of giving to the Islamic State, which is then supposed to be distributed to the poor. There was another tax for non uh, non Muslims, which was higher than the Zarat, um, but was often lower than other kingdoms. However, one of the caliphs and made the mistake of realizing that if everybody converted to islam there'd be a lot less taxation or he didn't want impure or false um conversion to islam so he literally made it so that if you were arabic um or already if you were if you were already a muslim um when when your land was conquered you just paid zarat if you convert if you were either a non-muslim or converted to um, islam you still regardless of what you believe you still paid the the non uh islamic tax you you still paid as if you were a non-believer that was the one that was the one bad thing and that caused a lot of issue which we'll go into another point but um things in spain uh actually seem to have gone really well you had you had judaism christianity and islam all getting along all openly debating in in courts and in public squares you had these free people groups getting along um there was a great wealth of knowledge in spain there was scientific breakthroughs there were a number of just really positive scholarly things and philosophy going on in spain with those free uh, abrahamic faiths getting along well and then the reconquista happened and that wasn't great and then after the reconquista it got 
worse and the Spanish Inquisition uh, happened. Yeah. I wonder what... whether the Spanish Inquisition happened in order to remove the um, other religions Massively. from power. Absolutely. That, that's exactly what it was about. Yeah. Interestingly, the Spanish Inquisition started in a town called Carcassonne. Yeah, Carcassonne. Is it is Carcassonne? Carcassonne? Carcassonne. Sorry, Carcassonne, which is famous in the board game community because it's got a, a famous board game named after it. Uh, it's also where uh, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves was uh, filmed. So if you go to Carcassonne, they'll really try and upplay uh, the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Oh, okay, have you? Yeah, I went on a holiday there when I was in school. Oh, okay. Did they the really... They play upon the film. Did they play upon the film element? I mean, Try I was sixteen. The fact. Yeah. I was sixteen. Do you think I would have listened even if they had done? I mean, I. Yeah. Right. Fair point. I was um, a very ignorant boy. <laughs> no, that's beautiful place though. Beautiful. Fine, I wasn't, Absolutely I wasn't, beautiful. Wasn't, I wasn't great. Okay, but yeah, you've you've got that. Um, additionally, um, about about that sort of time, you've got the Crusades happening. Uh, um, which uh, are just generally are yeah, they're they're bad. Um, I've heard only one positive YouTube video on the Crusades, and it didn't quite fit together. Um, huh. Yeah, uh, th weirdly enough, there were eight. Cru uh, so with the Crusades. Um, people might just say, oh, the Crusade, or whichever. There were eight separate Crusades. Um, the first one was started by the King of Byzantium, or the Emperor of Byzantium, asking the Pope for help. Uh, and the Pope said, yeah, sure. Everybody, uh, all the warring uh, realms in Christendom, put down your arms. You need to put your own things aside. Go help out the Byzantines and go defeat uh, a Muslim army, which was at the time, you know, it was just it was just warring nations basically, but using the guise of religion as a way of doing it. And unfortunately, that's where my knowledge ends, and that's where my energy. Um, so I I apologise. This has no, been way been... too much of a monologue. You um. You have done absolutely fantastically this week, James. The amount of information that you've looked at, the amount of information you've pulled up on those three. I didn't know that Islam and um, Judaism and Christianity were so in, uh, so interlinked. Um, so it was nice hearing um, hearing the history of that. Yeah. Um, I think it's incredibly I... interesting how so almost polar different polar opposite they are now in especially in the western world in how people perceive those religions and yet their beginnings are so close well um, absolutely and like that there is so much in common um between yeah there is there is so much in common between them like i don't believe that they are the same and this is this is no. the I guess this is both the thing that one of the, some of the things that they have in common, some of the things that drive them apart. I I will just oh my god, too many points right. I will just say this: 
the fact that they all believe in monotheism and they also all believe that their version of monotheism is right means that the moment you believe one thing to be right it becomes exclusionatory to all other variations of that thing yeah although as a as a practicing born-again christian i do believe that is the case and i do believe that um jesus is the son of god and the way of salvation all of that malarkey but i am not unaware of how exclusatory that is to other religions so i'm always looking for common places and what i found through this research i'm not going to say oh it's all the same but i will say there is a lot of similarities yeah it's not it's not just one bit here and there it's like like 75 yeah you know 60 75 percent i think that's a lot of the reason why i'm still not um a child of faith um because and like i hear arguments all the time about how contradictory faiths are but for me it's always been it's hard to tell when you're all screaming the same thing at me it's hard to say which one of you even though like you're all saying the same thing or to my ears it's the same thing being an, a non-religious person um like even though you're all screaming essentially the same thing to me like and you're all adamant that you're correct and you want me to side predict particularly with one particular person or one particular belief like yeah how how do you, how, know how hard do you expect right? me to do that <laughs> yeah you know so I, I i don't i can't i won't um and that's not me stamping my feet like a five-year-old child that's me going i i i just i know pal i'm like i'm this is too much you know, there's too many contradictions. There's too little real information. I don't mean real information because I know there's so much information in, um, like, the great books, um, which is historically accurate, like I said. Um, but if you if you can have a story that's been told for over 2,000 years and then I'm born in... 1988 years after that story begun and you expect me to listen to that story and go yep that's absolutely how it happened um like i don't have the capacity to do that you know yeah yeah how do you get someone to buy into your narrative when it yeah yeah i i i get it i get it and it i guess this is why um I, I know uh, Christians will invite you to pray and to try and have an experience yourself, but again, that's a whole other. And this is where fish, I'm but... not. I'm not naive and I'm not arrogant. And I have been to church. One of my closest friends, the person that I class as my brother, I've known him for twenty-six years, a very long time. Um. Like he is a born again Christian, very strong in his faith as well. But we, like I've been to his church. I've 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 watched him. Um, I forget the name, of the word. I've watched him practice, and um, like. Oh, uh, pr- pr- does he? Did he preach? Did worship. He do a talk? Worship. No, he he. I watched him yeah. in his in worship. worship. I forgot the word. The word completely eluded me. Um, and I. 
I respected the fact that I sat at the back and I observed, and I was quite happy to observe. You know, like I said, I respect the power that it gives so many people. And it's not just Christianity. It's every faith. Um, every recognised faith, every, every organised religion gives strength to so many people that they would not have if they did not have that faith. Um, where where you as a person and within your faith put your faith into um, a, a deity which you have reason to believe is there for you and is doing everything for you I, my experience has taught me to put that faith into myself because throughout my life all the things that people look at um, like all right or identify God as being the the um, culprit of throughout their life like I put that blame and that responsibility and that praise on myself when I've done something right and I know it's my strength that's got me through it it's my faith that's got me through um, when when I've made a mistake um, I've sought forgiveness from myself in order to get over that and move forwards from that so it's not that I, I I think I just look at things differently. I don't know that I don't I don't know that um, I wouldn't fit with a religion. Um, I just think that I have learned and been taught, maybe through the trials and tribulations that I've been through, to put that energy into myself and not into um, a deity, shall we say? No, that's that's fair, that's fair enough. Internal rather than external is what yeah. I'm hearing. Yeah. 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 I tried to be no. very tensitive with the way I was saying it, so I didn't offend anyone. Well, no, no it's, it's it's hard. We again, like part of this podcast and part of the reason why that we at least cover this. But again, this has this has been too much of a speech and not enough, and too much of a rambling speech rather than discussion. So I'll need to. It's fine. We'll cover it. We'll, we'll we'll cover religions as a whole. But what we've done now is we've given the groundwork. Um, mm. for people to understand like at least those three core um, we, there's some others that we can discuss at another point um, yeah. such as Hindi and Sikh um, just to give people a bit of backstory because I think if you are going to go into discussing religion the reason like if I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in the phrase that if you're going to oppose something understand what you oppose um, and there's so many people that hands down oppose religion and they haven't got a blind clue what they're talking about you know, yeah. um, I have stood on my doorstep talking, conversing with Jehovah's Witnesses for 45 minutes and to an hour, hour and a half sometimes, discussing with them why their faith doesn't work with me um, and why they would be better off putting their energies into other people who do get that benefit. Um, because I respect the fact that these people want to help. They don't want they don't want to turn up at my doorstep and 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 talk to me in like they don't want to just annoy me they want to come and give me something to set me free um i'm just not i'm not a person that needs that there are people out there who are, who do and you should all respect that yeah that, well that's a really positive thing i think to um end this on um you know what i've got a load of uh, fact here, but I think, yeah, that's genuinely encouraged 
by your attitude there, Nick. So I think we're going to end there. Um, this has been Pods with Nick and James. Uh, I'm really, really sorry, guys. I'll make sure I have more coffee. and I'm recording this at a more reasonable time for next time. Thank you very much for listening. Um, we, yeah, hopefully see you next ep- Hopefully, well, hopefully you'll hear us next episode. Um, yeah, cheers. Bye. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.